What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition of Ballin' Over Beers. I'm Justin Dubengeiser, and I'm joined, as always, by my guys, A.K. Howe and James Fitch. Fellas, it is draft week. Is, 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 I think we're going to see some fireworks. Uh, A.K., what's going on, dude? Are you excited for the draft? Oh, I can't wait for the draft. I just hope the Bengals don't do something stupid, but it's nice to have them picking five, unlike James has to stay up till one o'clock in the morning to watch the Bills pick. That's, that's what we get for having a good team. Yeah, and they'll probably trade their pick away. So you know, we'll stay up and then they won't even make a pick. That is what happened with my Chiefs. They don't even uh, make a selection for like, again, I think it's two out of the last three years they've traded their first pick away, first round pick away. Yeah. But I'll take it. Proven commodity in the NFL. Left tackle, highway robbery. I can't believe that they actually, the Ravens actually traded traded uh, Orlando Brown to, to Kansas City, being a rival and stuff. James, you brought up the question earlier in the chat, and I think it's a pretty interesting one. Like, What what do you think is the, the best or biggest trade, maybe involving draft picks or on draft day? What do you think the biggest trade in NFL history is? Yes, yeah, so you and I, I think, had agreed. Like, if we're, we're counting it as, like, involving draft picks, like the Herschel Walker trade in, I think it was 1989, was, like, it's crazy. Like I was listening to a podcast that brought it up and I never really knew anything about it, but it was the way it worked out was the Cowboys traded Herschel Walker to the Minnesota Vikings for a bunch of players. I think it was like five players and a couple of draft picks, but they were all conditional. And basically Jimmy Johnson came out later and said like, he never had any intention of keeping any of those players. Like he knew he was going to cut them. And basically the stipulation was if he cut them by February 1st of 1990, they got all these draft picks. They, they basically ended up getting three first round picks, three second round picks, uh, a third round pick, like a sixth round pick, like crazy stuff. Ended up getting Emmett Smith from it. Um, I think it was Darren Woodson and basically fueled like their dynasty run, like through the nineties and three Super Bowls. Like that was a crazy trade that, you know, just my age, like I didn't really know anything about until hearing about it. So I think that's, that's gotta be up there. Yeah. The, the amount of, picks and the picks that they had which I guess part of the stipulation always is when you get all the picks right you have to hit on them or it doesn't it doesn't really matter that you trade it and like they hit on their picks which like you said kind of fueled their dynasty run in the 90s Icky I thought that you brought up a pretty interesting one too um, when you talked earlier and it involves one of the best players of all time if not the best receiver of all time um yeah the, when the 49ers traded up the draft Jerry Rice um arguably Probably the only position you can say he's the greatest at. I mean, some people do debate Randy Moss, but that's a different subject. But, you know, why, pretty wide regard that Jerry Rice is the best of all time. And he helped that organization win multiple Super Bowls, played forever, the best receiver of all time, in my opinion. And yeah, I don't, I, they didn't give up much to trade up for him. And I mean, they only moved up, I think, like 12 spots. But yeah, it's crazy. Go after the guy you want. You look at him now too. He he ran like a four six or four seven at the combine or something like that. And nowadays you see that he probably he probably wouldn't have like probably would have fell like to a fifth sixth round undrafted or something crazy like that. And instead he goes on and he has the touchdown record all time by like a billion. He's got like two twenty something, and the next closest guy is at like one eighty something, which is insane. His stats are like Wayne Gretzky's stats, like in hockey. Like they just most of them won't ever be touched. Right. Yeah. It's just it's insane. It's insane. But speaking about those 49ers, they're somebody 
Man, they, uh, I think that Kyle Shanahan might have come out with some of the best all-time quotes I've ever heard when he was talking about, he said, what do you say? He said, I, I like five quarterbacks at three. And then he says, I don't even know if we'll be live by Sunday. And I, I yeah. couldn't stop laughing. I thought that was one of the best, yeah. best sound bites of all time. His quote made it sound like he was going for a late lunch. It was like, I like five guys at three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, uh-uh. something like that. Um, that and yeah, the whole like, I don't know who, if we're even going to be alive on Sunday, like. Unreal. I mean, they, they know who they're taking, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't trade up all that and have no idea who you want to take. You know, they have their big board. They have one, two, and three, and they know who they're taking. Assuming that it's Lawrence one and Wilson two, James, who do you think that they should take at quarterback? Who they should take? Yeah. So you have Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones. Um, I don't really know. I, I don't know. I like Justin Fields and I think he's probably the third option for them. Um, I don't think they're going to take him. It'd be awesome if they did, because all the rumors are it's either Mac Jones or it's Trey Lance. You know, the personnel guys want Trey Lance. Shanahan wants uh, Jones. And it'd be awesome if they just came out and took Justin Fields and just smoke screened everyone. Um, but I, I don't know. I, what do you guys think? AK, is this the biggest smoke screen of all time? <laughs> or are they actually going to take Mac Jones? I, I don't know. It, it would be an awesome smoke screen, like Jane said. It would be, it would just start the draft. Like every year, I feel like we have all this hype around the draft. And then, like, it ends out, you know, kind of just like free agency yeah. and trade. It always pitters out, but I would love to see him come out and just draft fields and then throw the whole draft up in the air. And it would be awesome. Yeah, that, I think that would be insane. And like you said, I, I think that usually there's a lot of hype around the draft with trades. And like, I feel like already the trades have already happened, right? Like the 49ers traded up, the Dolphins traded back, and then the Dolphins traded back up. Like, yeah, that seems, I mean, the thing that I could see happening is if, so say it goes, you know, uh, Lawrence, then Wilson, and then it goes Mac Jones or whatever. And then you have like a Justin Fields and a Trey Lance there. A team at four like Atlanta who who needs probably more picks and should trade down like a Denver or a New England or even like a Carolina or a Washington or Carolina somebody like that trading up for a quarterback to get one of those those two guys um if Atlanta stays there and they take let's say Kyle Pitts what do you think that does for him fantasy wise AK um dynasty wise I love him I wouldn't draft him in redrafts just because of the history of tight ends. I mean, I would, but not early enough where I think people are going to be drafting them in redrafts. Um, if he was there late, I would throw a flyer on him. But Dynasty, I love him. Um, Matt Ryan is a little underrated, in my opinion. Um, he's pretty good. For him? Good numbers. Yeah, I'll trade for him. I'll give you a four. <laughs> um, but, and they're saying they're going to be trading Julio away. So that's just going to open up a lot more target share if um, Julio's gone and now they're relying on Ridley and Pitts. Do you know where Julio's going to get traded to? So Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, they're going. he's going to go to Kansas City and everybody's going to watch the absolute world just burn and I'm going to love every second of it. Um, I'm trying to look up here because I, I looked it up the other day and it was insane where um, 
what's his face? Kyle Pitts's average draft position is right now. And obviously it's crazy early and it's crazy that people are actually even drafting, but like he was getting drafted so early, like he was getting drafted as like tight end, like four, three or four, like, which is for yeah. dynasty, like for dynasty startup leagues, I could see that. No, I'm talking for like, right. Redraft league, like redraft or best ball yeah. and stuff like that. That's dumb. Yeah. That's insane. Like we've talked about how it takes usually tight ends, you know, a couple of years to get, to get going as far as like rookies are concerned. Like I think Pitts is a different beast. Like that dude is, he is, he's an absolute freak show. Like he is insane. Um, so I don't know. It, it, we'll see like everybody's basically saying he's basically a receiver that blocks like a tight end. Like he moves like a receiver. He runs routes like a receiver. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what he does. Um, with Fields and Lance kind of going back to their, their quarterback positions, do you, do you think, James, that there's an ideal landing spot for either of those guys or Mac Jones, say if Mac Jones doesn't for some reason go to the, to the 49ers? Um, New England yeah. is, is a team I think of. Washington, um, I think with Washington, if, if they go with one of those guys, I think Fitzy's the starter in the first year, unless he gets hurt or has one of his just, you know, four interception games after going on a three game tear, um, you know, late in the season, I could see one of those guys getting put in, um, you know, Detroit, I guess is not really ideal for the player because they're probably going to sit behind golf for a little while, but I think yeah. uh, Detroit would be smart to take one of those guys if they can. Uh, Denver's another team where they have a lot of question marks at the quarterback position too. Um, those are the teams that come to mind. I've seen mocks where like Fields goes as late as 32 and Tampa scoops him up to replace Brady, you know, in a couple of years. Um, so I, I, it's this, I've seen so many mock drafts that are just so different this year. And, and I know you see that year over year, but this year is just, I don't know, it's crazy with these quarterbacks. It is for sure. AK, do you have like what an ideal fit that you think maybe for, for Fields or Lance or Mac Jones or anything like that? If I was any of those guys, I would want to go to a franchise with an established coaching staff or even maybe just a strong front office. I think with Josh Allen, um, it kind of shows if you build around a guy and give him a little trust, you can get some good success from him. I think a lot of organizations go way too early on guys and give up too early on some people. But if I was Justin Fields, I think um, the Patriots is a great fit for him. Mac Jones, I actually think the 49ers is a good fit. And Trey Lance is a project. So I think he's someone that needs to go to, you know, a strong organization that's going to give him two or three years and actually build around him and his strengths, not throw him in there for 18 games and just say, oh, we're firing the coach, moving on to the next guy. Yeah, I think I think with any rookie quarterback, stabilization is important, right, with head coaches, front office and stuff like that. I think that I think Lance of those three, I think he actually has the most upside. I think that he is so raw. He's only started like 11 college games in his entire career. He is like physically so gifted, like he dominated at North Dakota State running and throwing. Um, so I, I'll be interested. I, I think him going to like a Washington team, I think that would be super, super interesting. And that would could be a really cool fit with him. Like you talked about James Fitzy. Fitzy sit, you know, starting and then him getting to learn under him. And then you still got all those weapons in Washington, like we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, a super interesting one would be Justin Fields in Carolina with Joe Brady. 
right? I was so going to ask about that. Like I've seen mocks where they take another quarterback at the eight position. And like, do you think that's smart? I think so. I think that you're, you're, you know, you have, it's the most important position in football. And I know you took your shot with, with Darnold or whatever, but I mean, to me, you go get Justin Fields there. I, I think Fields is really more talented than Sam Darnold is. Right. And we've seen what Joe Brady can do basically everywhere he's gone. He's created a passing offense that is just elite. Right. He went to LSU and completely revolutionized that passing game. And Joe Burrow ended up being the first overall pick basically because of it. And then he goes to Carolina. And last year he has three receivers that have almost a thousand yards, which is pretty insane. You know, with Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater at, at the helm. And I can tell you, Justin Fields is way more talented as a passer than Teddy Bridgewater is. He's, you know, Fields is getting a lot of crap, but the guy has, he's got talent. I mean, he's got probably one of the best arm talents, if not the best in the entire draft, right? He, he's right there with, with Lawrence in my eyes, as far as ability to throw the football. Um, I think Lawrence is a little bit better with kind of everything else, but Fields is right there. So I think that'd be super interesting to see where he goes. Um, you know, obviously the quarterbacks are kind of the story and like <laughs> they're going to have probably three of them right away. But this draft is loaded with wide receiver talent and running back talent, too. Uh, the first three receivers, and I've seen, you know, Jamar Chase has been, kind of been the consensus one, but lately I've seen Jalen Waddell sneaking up and getting picked in front of him in, in some, some mocks, which I think is pretty interesting. And then you also have Devontae Smith. You know, of those three guys, uh, James, we'll kick it back to you. Um, in the earlies, you know, you see guys like Detroit, Cincinnati, even with Jamar Chase. I know, AK, you would hate that because you want an offensive lineman, I think, there to protect yeah. Joe Burrow. But uh, did you see the picture, by the way, of the Bengals unveiling their new uniform? And Joe yeah. Burrow, yeah, Joe Burrow's sitting there and he's got that massive scar from They said it's like anytime they think they're going to draft a receiver, just zoom in on that knee and go, oh, I guess we should draft a lineman now. Um, but I was just going to say, Jamar Chase, what? Um, I think the Bengals, like with Boyd, he's one of the best slot receivers in the league. And Higgins last year proved, you know, he can be a legit receiver. I, I'm a firm believer in building your team inside out, and I would be pretty upset if they draft a receiver at five. Uh, go to James. I, I think I think Jamar Chase and um, Sewell are like, I think that's your your five and six potentially right there um I, actually i don't know if miami would go with with sewell I, I think if i think cincinnati should go sewell i can see them going jamar chase um i think he's going to be the first receiver taken off the board whether it's the Bengals, the dolphins um or you know detroit um i could see them going jamar chase you know there's a lot of rumors just you know uh, burrow wants to go out and get his guy from college um i don't think that's the best decision for them and with uak i think they need to protect burrow uh, at all costs so they should go sewell there but um regardless i, I think jamar chase is going to be the first receiver off the board if he doesn't go to the Bengals, i think miami or yeah i think miami scoops him up at six well and like that's my thing with cincinnati like if you're cincinnati do you think it's better to get Penny Sewell and Terrace Marshall, perhaps in the second, a guy like that from LSU who could fall into the second, or like Jamar Chase and Dylan Radley. Leatherwood. Yeah, or Leatherwood, you know, or something like that. Like to me, it's Sewell and 
Terrace Marshall by a lot. Like Sewell, I think, is considerably better than the other those other tackles. Yeah. Or just go Sewell and Leatherwood and just only draft offensive linemen. <laughs> just protect Burrow. I mean, that's not a bad that's not a bad choice. I mean, you look look what Kansas City just did. They just yeah the Super Bowl because all you know they did their linemen were hurt and not playing well and they said yeah that's not going to happen again and they went out and traded and signed and they completely rebuilt their offensive line this offseason. Um, Justin, do you, you know, believe um, quarterbacks wanting to get some they have familiarity with from college like Tua draft him Waddle or Smith or you know Burrow and Jamar Chase or is that at this level? We're going to draft the best player, even though you played with him in college. I think that no, I think that you just draft the best player. I, I mean, it's a different. It's an interesting situation with those two because, like, those players are so good too. Like, they de- they're deserving of being drafted high. So it's interesting, and I actually think that, like, if I'm looking at like maybe the skill sets of those quarterbacks, like, I think the those respective receivers probably fit them better. Like, you think about like Tua, his strength is like accuracy in the intermediate areas and like short areas, like, well, get Jalen Waddle who can create space by himself and, you know, let to a throw with anticipation and accuracy in those short intermediate areas and, and go and do that. And where Burrow, you know, Burrow is, throws a good deep ball. He doesn't have a great arm, but he still throws a good deep ball and he, he can use those big receivers to throw outside the hashes. And, you know, he, he is familiar with that, with that type of offense and that spread wide open offense where he likes to have three, four five wide receivers on the field and spread out and be able to see it. So I could see the argument for both for sure. Um, you know, those guys are uber talented, each receiver. I, I mean, I think the worst case scenario for those receivers and Devonte Smith for that matter is going to Detroit, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> that is. I mean, and they need a receiver too. Like their their offense is disgusting to look at. Detroit should just keep trading down and just yes. And I, I don't want to say punt this year, but like just load up because mm-hmm. they're not going anywhere this year. And I don't know that there's. I mean, they could go Sewell if he falls to them. I don't know. A receiver is not going to do anything for them this year. Right. Um. So the like a tackle. What's that? I'm gonna say the only issue with that is that's not a knee biter move, James. You got to go all in. It's not a sexy pick. <laughs> I'm all about the sexy picks. That is that is for sure. That is for Who, sure. Who's the first defensive player to go off the board? I mean, this this draft, the first round, seems like it's gonna be offense heavy. But who do we think is the first defensive player? My guess oh. would be either J.C. Horn. Or Patrick Sertain at ten to Dallas. Yeah, Sertain yeah. and uh, Micah Parsons are the two names that I think of. Parsons is so Parsons. I don't know this whole. Did you guys see the whole situation with him? No. Okay, so there's allegations from a former teammate, and they are like serious, and I can't believe it hasn't been like getting any traction basically not talked about at all but it's basically like him Parsons and like a couple other Penn State players were like assaulting him in the locker room calling him stuff putting their I've heard immaturity I've heard immaturity thrown thrown around with his name but I didn't realize this was the stuff that I mean uh, so the allegations that are coming out is like basically sexual assault like it's like serious so the story didn't realize it was him yeah. There's going to be a video on draft night of him teabagging someone that's coming out, right? 
what is this, Larry Tunzel situation? Yeah. He's going to drop down the board gonna, and the Raiders will take him. Yeah. No, he's going to oh. drop down. The Dolphins will take him again. And then in three years, trade him to the Texans for nine firsts. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It is. But yeah, I could see JC Horn or Patrick Sertain. Um, I think either. I've seen Mox with Sertain going like as high as like eight, seven and eight. Yeah, I could see that. He's I think. I think the Cowboys at 10 is like the biggest lock. Like Sertain and the Cowboys is like the second highest lock outside of like Lawrence and Jacksonville from like mock traps that I've seen. Yeah. Well, one, Jerry Jones is, loves Alabama players. Yeah. Right? So like, there's that. And I mean, Sertain's a stud. The other thing I was thinking the other day, somebody said this and I, I didn't even realize it, but how old do you feel that Patrick Sertain's son, Patrick Sertain's second is in the draft? So was Asante Samuels. Son, yeah. Like, yeah, and JC Horn is the son of Joe Horn, the wide receiver that used to play for the Saints. Oh, that's no. cool. I didn't know that. Is he really? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's wild, right? I, I didn't yeah. realize that till the other day, but I was like, Jeepers Creepers. Like, I remember watching these guys like play. Like, I'm getting old. Holy cow. Um, running backs, running back wise, uh, do you well, first of all. I think the over-under right now for, for running backs is one and a half. James, over-under, one and a half. Over. AK? I'm going to go with uh, – <laughs> so hard. Yes, um, it could be three, I think. I'm going to go with over because I think the Bills are going to take one. And – I don't know who else, but I think there's going to be some kind of weird pick that, like, you're not expecting, like Jacksonville or, or like, some, like Washington. Back up. Yeah, Washington's going to draft a running back, and everyone's going to just lose their minds. <laughs> I think the Steelers are named that are they're associated with running backs. Yeah. Buff- Buffalo, like ETN, Miami, the Jets. Those the Jets. I think Miami's too high to draft. A, they would have to trade down, or where's their second pick? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. That's a little too high for my liking, but who do you, who do you think is the first back off the board? Harris, Najee. Yeah, I think Najee's Najee's the best. Javante Williams, he's gotten a lot of steam, and I'm I'm not I'm not. He's hurt. the third name that I think could sneak up, like the Tampa Bay. I could see them doing something dumb like that. Um, Somebody was listening to today said that I think stuff the Bills are looking at him. Yeah, I've heard that too, and I. Ugh. I, that's where I'd be mad if they took him as their first round pick. I, I'm okay with Harris and uh, ETN, but Javante Williams, I think, would be a head scratcher for me. I'm not big on I'm not big on Williams. I think that he he doesn't have as good as vision and like uh, short area short area quickness, like open open field moves and stuff like that. Where like you watch him in like college and like he is like a battering ram. Like he just is constantly running into guys where. Guys like Najee, like they're making people miss in short areas, and ATN has that track speed where he's so explosive. Like to me, those are the guys that you want in the first round. Like Javante Williams is, is just not that guy to me. So well, they have two running backs out of North Carolina, Michael Carter as well. They both put up numbers. Michael Carter is the complete opposite of Javante Williams. That dude is a water bug. He is quick and shifty and elusive, yeah. and a good pass catcher. And- he is he's good. He's, he's I like him probably even a little bit more than Levante to be honest. Where's our uh, local guy Jarrett Patterson going? What round? Fifth, maybe. Fifth plus, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. Plus. He's I mean he's if the Bills 
dollars. I wouldn't mind the Bills taking him. That would be kind of like a cool little story. It would kind of be like the Philip Lindsay story, but in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. You know what he reminds me of is Alfred Morris. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like like a one cut kind of downhill, not like is he that big? He I don't think he's that I don't think he's that big, but more I don't think Morris was as big as you think he was. I thought he was. He just wore big shoulder pads. I thought he was a tank. <laughs> that's just how I remember him. That doesn't mean that's accurate. Well, he did play in like from 89 to like, you know, 2014 where the shoulder pads were huge on running back. So <laughs> could be that. Could be that. But I, I yeah, I, I think that uh, I could see the fifth round for him. It would be cool if Buffalo drafted him late. Um, any other interesting names that you think or things that you might think might happen in the first first round for the draft? I think it would be pretty crazy to see the Patriots trade up and draft a quarterback because that pretty much goes against everything Bill Belichick's done his entire uh, career. Yeah. So I just think that would be pretty interesting to see. I agree. I agree. They're the most unpredictable team, and they just spent a ton of money in free agency drafting wide or picking up wide receivers, and I would not be surprised if they took a wide receiver in the first round, like a Devontae Smith. That would be, yeah. Devontae Smith and then Cam for one more year and then draft quarterback next year. Oh, Cam's so bad. <laughs> he, he definitely struggled last year. You know, Cam was like in the 14th, like, fantasy quarterback, like, per game last year. Yeah, because he ran 80 yards a game. and Dude, He was like two touchdowns and 80 yards rushing a game. It was insane. He was like a he was like one of the better like running back, but a good running back numbers basically. But that's that's how you're good at fantasy if your quarterback is the extra rushing yards. Dynasty uh, Dynasty Superflex question. Yep. Are the top three picks also going to be quarterback in Dynasty Superflex League? Man, that depends on that, each situation. Because I feel I would like say no. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like Chase is so good. I feel like Waddle is so good, and Devontae Smith. Like those three guys could be like staples in a dynasty. And I think it's going to depend where like Najee gets drafted. Right, and you always have the running back thing if they get in a good situation where they could be, you know, they could be legit. Like you think of like Najee with the Dolphins or something like that, where he's in a good offense. He or if someone falls to the Steelers. Yeah, but the Steelers are like, Meh. their offensive line is kind of falling apart. Ben's old. Yeah, they have a new offensive coordinator, though. Um, I think yeah. that'll help. Uh, with Ben being so old and beat up and doesn't have an arm, I can see them. They threw so much last year. Like, yeah. I mean, they, that's how they got around their run struggles was all of those short passes. Yeah. You know, they had a simulated run game, and, and I think it, it worked to an extent. But that's why I think you saw a lot of those drop passes. Um, I, you know, if Najee Harris went to the Steelers, like – I think that's a top two, top three pick in, in my opinion, but um, that's just me. Yeah, I could see, I could see like, I think honestly, if like a somebody, you know, not Javante Williams, cause I don't like him, but it, like Etienne, if for some reason he fell to Buffalo, like at 30, like that to me is super interesting, right? Because that's an yeah. offense that put up a lot of points that's a guy that they did not have a running game last year. You know, I would, I, the only thing that is always the worry, obviously in Buffalo is Josh Allen gets so many rushing touchdowns. Like yeah. he poaches them from the backs, but like ETN is, an, it would be an explosive guy to put in that offense where 
he to me he could be that would be a, a great landing spot for fantasy purposes for him but read yeah so let's talk buffalo a little bit here since there's a local team here um ak we'll go first with you who do you think that buffalo takes and why is it going to be a terrible pick um i <laughs> I think that they're going to draft a corner. I don't know what corner. And I think it's a terrible pick because they have Josh Norman. <laughs> I love it. All right, James. No, seriously, though, who, who, who is a Bills fan? Who are you thinking? Who you want? I like, I like guys like uh, Newsom, uh, Greg Newsom. Um, you know, a cornerback like that. Um, you think in defense? Yeah, I think that's where they should go, especially after their their last season. You know, they've got to compete with, you know, Kansas City and and I think they already have the offense to I don't know that they need to do much to the offense to take that next step on that side of the ball. I, I think shoring up the defense will help a little bit. And you know, Kansas City is one of those teams where you're not gonna you're not gonna beat them in a low scoring game. Like, yeah, it's gonna be a high scoring game, but I mean, you have to get some stops here and there and, and Buffalo was un- unable to do that in the AFC championship game. So I think they're missing some pieces, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, I, I think either cornerback just to, to build some depth there or an edge rush or just shoring up that rush that was pretty bad. I know Star coming back will help them uh, a bit this year. Uh, they missed him last year. That's what I'd like to see. Um, the sexy pick, you know, that I talked about, you know, enjoying would be a running back. And I, I know a lot of Bills fans don't probably want to hear that. There's this, you know, stigma of like never draft a running back in the first round. I, I think an exception could be made to a team that's kind of there. And, and I think Buffalo is there. I think that's, that is a missing piece on their offense that are a tight end, but they're the tight end class is not good for, for first round outside of pits. So I don't think that's a play there. And I, I think a running back would be a solid addition to their offense. So I wouldn't hate like a Najee Harris or the Travis Etienne picks, but hope they go defense. Well, I can tell you, Greg Newsom is my guy. I can pull up some screenshots. I've been talking <laughs> January in our Slack chats for like, so I do a pod for Arrowhead Live. And I talked about him in January about how Back then, obviously, Kansas City still had their first-round pick, and I said he would be my, like, absolute favorite pick if they took him. He's he's a, he's a heck of a player. I think he's going to be a stud corner in the NFL. Um, so I can see that. That would be a sweet pick. But, uh, yeah, I think I could see him going defense, especially with, uh, you know, McDermott being the defensive-minded guy that he is. He Is Newsom like, a bigger-bodied guy, too? Is he, like, a like a Trey White? Like, that's, that's the kind of ideal profile that I know uh, McDermott likes for their cornerbacks. Yeah, he's like six foot, six foot one, 200 pounds ish, and he is physical as all hell. So that's part of the reason I like uh, He can play press. He's patient in his press, good with his hands, good feet, and then he's physical when he comes up and tackles. I don't think he I makes know. it that far. Oh boy, a team like Indianapolis who picks a little bit ahead, of, you know, a few spots. Titans. Titans. Titans, Colts. Yeah. Both Green, Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. He's going to corners. So. That'll be interesting because you got to figure Horn, Horn and Sertain are going to be gone by then. So I think Newsom's the third corner off the board. So if all the, all, any of those teams go corner, it's going to be him. Is uh, Green Bay going to draft a starter in the first two rounds this year? Let's hope so. <laughs> they better. It's not going to be a wide receiver. Poor Aaron Rodgers. My God. We'll have to, if they don't, I, he needs to talk, um, get on the McAfee show and talk about it because that would be just unbelievable. Um. 
Back just real quick corner, I'll throw a name out there that might surprise some people that sneaks into the first, and it's Tyson Campbell of Georgia. I've read some things and I've seen some stuff on him. He's long, athletic, and and kind of fits the the man press NFL type profile. So I could see him being that kind of like, who the heck is that guy drafted in the first round? So and for like, especially in that range with those cornerback needy teams. Yeah, I've seen his name thrown out. I've seen the Saints taking him in, in some mocks. Um, Caleb Farley is another name. I think he's he's had some injury concerns, um, but I've seen uh, Caleb Farley is another cornerback uh, to target. Another name for Buffalo that I've seen is the defensive tackle from Alabama, um, Christian Barmore. Yep. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that either. Yeah, he's a stud. I tell you, it's pretty interesting too. You bring up the injury thing, and I saw that Peter Schrager. Um, kind of confirmed a tweet from Adam Schefter. Basically, they're both saying that it's been extremely hard for teams to get medical clearance on some of these players who are having medical issues because there was no combine this year. So, you know, you talk about Caleb Farley, that it'll be interesting to kind of see what that does to his draft stock. You know, he's a guy that had some injury concerns. And if you can't, you know, if teams aren't, aren't getting able to get these medical clearances for whatever reason like where where does that kind of leave him you know so it'll be interesting to see I know there's there's some some players other players like that that you worry about that stuff too so definitely with COVID those guys one of them suggested you may see some teams punt this year and and keep trading down and trade out of the first round I I wonder if we'll see more trades than usual because of that if teams you know if they have the one guy they want right um, if that guy goes um, you know they, there may be too many concerns with the guys they like. I was also, um, I forgot who was talking about it, but just said, I forgot what percentage of players last year that were drafted in the fourth round or later got cut, but it was substantially higher than like league history. They said it's because there's no real off season for these rookies. Yeah. They're saying they could see a lot of teams packaging like a fourth, fifth, and sixth up with like a third to move up into the second and stuff. So you could see a lot of, teams packaging those later round picks to move up even four or five spots. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, 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 it'll be interesting to see. I think that the NFL is starting to come out with some of the protocols already about what's going to be happening. Cause I know a lot of the off season stuff, as far as rookie stuff is beginning of June. And that's when you look at the calendar, that's really only a month away. So I don't know if they're going to start with virtual stuff. I think that's what's the first word is that you can do virtual meetings and then limited participations of stuff on the field. Who knows, I guess, is really the thing. So I'm hoping that we get back to a little bit of normalcy, normal offseason, um, normal people with fans in the stands and stuff. It'll be interesting to see, you know, Goodell, He's vaccine. He can, you know, make out with the dudes on the stage after they get drafted. Like he did with Don Terry Paul, uh, that legendary pitcher. At least, at least we don't have to see him getting all weird in his basement this year. <laughs> Dude, by the like the thirtieth, not even the thirtieth pick, like the twentieth pick, he was drunk and like sleeping. I think, like awesome. crushing M and M's, <laughs> crushing M and M's, sitting there drinking some <laughs> sort of like, He's like, oh, what? Oh, who's got this pick? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right. Final thoughts before we get out of here on the drafts, AK, anything? Um, I mean, I'm expecting to be let down Thursday, um, the Bengals pick. So I'll probably be going to bed angry. Uh, what, uh, what, what is your hope? What is your, who do you want for the Bengals? Um, Sewell or then Pitt. Okay. 
think that's fair. James, final thoughts? How many first-round picks is Ryan Pace going to throw away to move up and draft a shitty quarterback? <laughs> again. Again, again. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'll just say I'm, I'm really curious to see what they do. I think they have the 20th pick. Um, they need wide receivers, but I don't know that there's going to be a receiver worth taking at that spot. So that's a team that I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. Yeah, there's definitely some wild cards for sure. And Bills, who is the who's the AK gave two? So I'll give you two. Two guys that you want the Bills to take. Um, one of the running backs, Harris or um, uh, Etienne or uh, Greg Newsom. Fair enough. All right, everyone. My final thought is it's the draft. It's a great event. Sit back, enjoy yourself a drink, whatever that might be. Have fun with it. It's it's the it's the 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 start of the season really where you know everybody kind of gets hope and it's the future. And you know, four years ago, I think it was today or was it today or yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs franchise changed when they uh, traded up for Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Thanks, Bills, and uh, three state three straight AFC championship games. So you never know what can happen. But uh, bowling over beers NFL show. Find us on Twitter at jdis1617. Fitchy24 and Kenny True Love or at Ballin' Over. We appreciate everybody being here. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button on your way out. Give us your team and what uh, player you want your team to, to uh, draft. And if you're listening to it on the podcast, make sure you're liking and giving us a five-star review. It goes a long way to what we're doing. And then the last thing, I guess, is I do, like I mentioned, I do a podcast for Arrowhead Live. If you head over to Arrowhead Live, we actually have and over 135 pages of scouting reports on players, myself and a bunch of other the writers over there um, teamed up to do a project. So if you're looking to do the draft, there's a sale right now. It's only five bucks and you get over 135 pages of scouting reports on every position. So you can't beat it with a stick and it, and it puts a little change in our pocket. So we appreciate that. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.